Welcome to a new edition of the famous interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with realtor, investor, and entrepreneur Carl Schneitzer. He is a passionate Nelson Nash Institute authorized infinite banking practitioner from Philadelphia. While patrolling the streets of Philadelphia as a police officer, he learned how to invest in real estate and simultaneously flipped homes and built a rental portfolio. Real estate investing led Carl to the infinite banking concept where he discovered how to build a family banking system and leverage life insurance to acquire more assets. Enjoy this interview. Hey, thanks for taking a minute out today. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I look forward to it. I, I checked out your uh, YouTube page and it seems like a really cool show. Oh, cool, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So before we get into your life and, and what you do kind of and what makes you motivated to, to, do, to do exactly what you do, I want to begin with what we've gone through over the last couple of years plus with COVID. It, really changed the way that things have worked in so many ways. And I'm curious how you survived that time period and how it's changed the way that you live your life and conduct business now. Sure. So at the start of COVID, I was actually still a cop. Um, I was a cop in Philadelphia. And when COVID started in about March, we had all kinds of just crazy rules and, and regulations and that kind of interfered with business a little bit, but I think, you know, as, as a terrible time as COVID was, I think it also created a ton of opportunity and it made, you know, myself and other businesses and, and investors um, kind of explore different options. I mean, how many, how many businesses did we see basically go virtual and, and cut an entire expense of rent or, um, you know, a building expense out of their budget? So I think it, it kind of gave, people an opportunity to look at, you know, maybe some things that they thought were necessities and it turns out they weren't and they may even be more productive, um, you know, having employees work at home. And I'm sure a lot of people would feel similar about that. Yeah. You had to have had a, a very unique perspective as an officer with everything that was going on. There were so many things that got magnified. It's like COVID just kind of was the match that struck a lot of things that I think just kind of ignited with things that were happening. So, you know, how did you maintain your mental stability and health? I mean, did it, did it take a toll because of everything that was going on with law enforcement or was it kind of business as usual? No, it definitely wasn't business as usual. Um, I mean, there was a lot more, there was a lot more going on and a lot more, I mean, so in my department specifically, we even had some different rules and, um, you know, kind of adjusted where we we did not, and I say we as in, um, you know, the city officials and the, the upper leadership that came out with the rules, but there was certain, you know, kind of low-level crimes that, that they did not want us arresting people. They didn't want people in small, you know, cell rooms, and, and we already have a crowded prison system, so they didn't want more people in there um, during all that, so the city officials where, where I'm at, they kind of pivoted a little bit and, you know, some, some more nonviolent um, offenses, they weren't necessarily um, actually, you know, taking you into the prison system for, which was good and bad. I mean, I can, I can understand both sides of it. So let me, let me just get a, a complete handle on exactly what you do. I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders at a career. Okay. Day. One of the kids will look up at you and say, what do you do for a living? How do you answer them? So as of right now, what I do, I'm a realtor in Philadelphia. And uh, on top of real estate, I work for 
a firm that helps business owners and investors um, basically create a system that allows you to warehouse your capital inside of an account. And the, the attractive part about this you know, specific type of account is that it can be leveraged and used to go acquire more assets to you know, build up whether your business or your investment portfolio, things like that. So, I'm so not when sure you were, there. yeah, no, Go that ahead. makes total sense. Yeah, no, no, no. I was just going to say, when you were in the third grade, what, what was your dream to be when you grew up? Uh-huh. My my dream, uh, all growing up, was to be a marine, and I tried the military twice, and both times I was disqualified um, during the the recruiting process because. Both times I had failed the vision test and applied for waivers and waivers were denied. And, you know, that kind of, that kind of, you know, set me back a little bit. And that's where I stumbled on law enforcement, where I was a a police officer for two years before getting into what what I'm doing now. I'm sorry, four years, if I didn't say that. When I was a kid, I I was a part of the eighties kids and I grew up watching ships and I I thought I wanted to be a cop when I grew up. So (laughs) just to put things in perspective, yeah, I mean, it's 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 changed. So when I when I started as a cop, I didn't really have the experience like a lot of cops did of hey, it was never like this in like, you know, the 2000s or 90s or 80s even. Um when I started as a cop, there you know, there was a stigma against cops and unfortunately I never um you know, I never had the the experience when people actually respected the cops, you know, there, there is, don't get me wrong. There's still people that respect cops, but there's also, you know, a stigma and a, and a large group of people that do not. So I was kind of only ever saw the one side of that. You know, it's interesting. Philly seems to be going through kind of a renaissance like Kansas city. You guys are up for potentially going to the super bowl. You have good teams. You guys went to the world series. It has to be pretty euphoric there sports wise. Oh yeah, I was uh, I was a cop during the the World Series parade or not the World Series the um, Super Bowl parade. So I was on the inside of the parade line and I had all the players you know around me and and saw some really cool stuff. Um, it was it was fun and it was cool. It was a really cool experience doing that. Uh, but Philly is like you said, yeah, Philly is rough. I mean, right now it's it's just crazy. The one thing about Philly that I, and I don't know if it's a hundred percent true, you hear rumors and all this. It's one of the very few stadiums in the NFL that actually has a jail in it. Is that true? That I don't know. I, I want to say no, because I've worked as a police officer at Eagles games and I have never seen a jail. I mean, I've well, been good. back in, yeah, I've been back in the, you know, the, uh, like non-public parts of stadiums and, and through the police entrance and everything. And I've never seen a, a jail cell there. They probably have a okay. room and an office, but no actual cell that I, that I know of. Okay. All right. Well, you know, you know how those things start. It's kind of that tomato can thing where it's trying <laughs> to spread down the line there. So, um, so I'm curious, you know, all of us in whatever we do are motivated by those around us that are inspirational. Who's been a hero or a role model for you in your life? Oh man, so I'm gonna pick one. There's been there's been a couple. Um, so I I kind of I would say my dad kind of sparked my my real estate um, you know passion when I 
when I graduated the police academy, I and I, you know, had my first real real paycheck and wanting to buy a house. He gave me the thought of, hey, um, you know, why why buy a house? Buy a duplex. You know, you're a young single guy. You don't need a lot of space. Start collecting rent from someone else, and you know, it'll cover part of your mortgage, if not all of it. So that right there just sparked my real estate passion. And when I, I did that, so I bought my first duplex at 22. I, I lived on the first floor, I rented out the top floor and just collecting that, you know, first rent check uh, when, you know, I didn't really do anything. You call passive income. That kind of sparked everything of, you know, okay, this is pretty cool. I, I kind of dug into real estate a lot deeper. Um, then I started with just learning, uh, you know, once I kind of had that real estate bug, then there was a couple, you know, mentors and people that inspired me inside of real estate. Um, the owner of my insurance firm that I, that I work at, he, you know, is very heavily invested in real estate. He's, you know, been a big mentor to me. And, you know, I've been, I've been a part of as a, as a GP and an LP position, you know, over 50 deals now inside of real estate between flips and rental properties. And, you know, there's, a couple people specifically that have kind of sparked that, that real estate passion. So I'm curious. So sometimes I like to ask people if they could meet anybody on the planet that's alive, who would you meet? But in your capacity, I would imagine you've met some pretty interesting people. Who's been somebody that you were kind of awestruck by that maybe you met, or maybe even if there's somebody that's alive on the planet right now, you'd like to meet either way on that one. Um, so somebody I haven't met yet or somebody I'd like to meet again? <laughs> um, maybe that. Maybe somebody you'd like yeah. to meet again. <laughs> so I, I've had, I've, I don't know if you follow, he's a pretty um, pretty big on social media. I follow Grant Cardone and I've looked up to him for, uh, I don't know, several years now. And he is, he's very, very driven and outspoken, um, but he has just accomplished so much. And I've been to uh, several of his events. I've, you know, talked very, very briefly to him. Um, never really, a, you know, one-on-one -on -one conversation, but he's definitely somebody that I've looked up to and would love to, you know, meet further. So in your capacity of, you know, law enforcement, real estate, you're obviously very highly driven um, and, and giving of yourself. How did these seeds begin for you growing up? Kind of talk to me a little bit about your childhood and, you know, all of these things started childhood. What, what kind of happened to get you where you're at today? So I'd, I'd say my parents had a, you know, big influence just on my, my work ethic and, you know, how driven I am where, you know, we, we didn't grow up, you know, we didn't grow up poor and we didn't grow up rich. We were just, you know, your average middle-class family went to Catholic school. And I, I kind of, like I, I said before, you know, I always thought I was going to be a career Marine and, you know, go into the Marine Corps and, and do that for 20 some years. And when that kind of, uh, when that door shut, um, it's funny too now because I look back at that and I, I can, I know why the the Lord didn't want me, you know, going into the military now. But um, I would say, you know, I, I kind of had a, a drive to serve people, which is kind of then where I, I kind of had a decision. Well, okay. If I didn't want, um, if I couldn't go in the military, you know, how could I still have that paramilitary um, experience? And that's where I, I kind of settled on the police department, which it was fun. And, you know, I, I learned a lot. I met a lot of great people and it, it wasn't for me though. And, and that's where, you know, I think the Lord, you know, gave me that opportunity because I was, I was struggling a little bit when the military didn't work out. And then he, 
you know, I, I truly believe he, you know, gave me a taste of the paramilitary in the police department so that I could have, you know, a taste of that and realize, okay, that, that life's not for me either. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. I just had kind of bigger and more, um, more desire to, to, you know, build wealth and, and build a, a um, legacy really for my name. And that's kind of, you know, I guess it would go back to just how my, my parents kind of raised me with a work ethic and just drive. So when you get to the end of a day, what is it, what, what is it about a day that you quantify as a good one? I like to talk to people and I like to teach the, the strategies that we use. Um, you know, if anyone is not familiar, we, we help and coach people implement the infinite banking strategy, which was, um, it first came out by, there's a book called Becoming Your Own Banker by a guy named R. Nelson Nash. And he basically looked, he was a lifelong insurance salesperson and understood life insurance um, very, very well. And he basically learned the banking process at the same time. And, and he learned how we can actually use life insurance policies to, to basically build our own banking prop processes on a personal lever level where we don't need to include the central banks and, and everything that brings and as well as wall street. So I'd really feel, you know, a, a deep calling right now that, this is where I'm meant to be and, you know, teaching this strategy and designing these policies for families um, and business owners and investors, you know, the more people that I can help kind of break away from the central banks and wall street corruption, you know, the, the happier I am. So if I can, you know, have a, a call uh, several calls a day and, you know, help families and, you know, accomplish it, that's a good day to me. So if you have a dream tonight and you run into the younger version of yourself, say in your 20s, mm -hmm. and you could give that version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained, the life that you've lived so far, what would you tell that version of you? I've never thought about that before. Um, I would, you know, obviously I wish I, I started my my policies earlier in life. Um, you know, they, they grow and compound just like anything. So obviously time is, is on your side for that. So if I could have go back, I would have started that earlier. Um but I, I really, I don't know if I would do anything different. You know, even as much as I love real estate and the insurance stuff that I'm in now, I I really enjoy the experience and I've learned and grown a lot from having been a police officer and seeing um, just, you know, everything that I have. Um, it, it's kind of, you know, it's, they say the police officer is the only job where you can do three things, which is save a life, give a life, or take a life. Um, you know, military and fire they have parts of that, you know, fire can save a life or give a life if they, you know, deliver a baby, but they can't legally take a life. You know, a police officer is the only profession where you can do three. And then, you know, some parts of military um, professions, the, you know, I've never, I've never done, you know, one of them, but um, you can see, you see stuff that not people see every day. And where I specifically was, you can see true poverty. You know, if people think they're struggling or, um, you know, maybe things are bad. I, I can assure you it can always be worse. If you uh, take a drive through some of the areas I've been in and seen some of the things that I have, trust me, it, it can always be worse. Um, but it was cool. I met, I met so many great people, both, you know, both cops and just people on the street that I, I had encounters with. And so everyone out there has a perception of you. You have different roles, you know, um, 
in business and as an officer and, and, and just in your personal life, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you run your life. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? So I, I had like an identity shift probably within a, a year ago when I left the police department, I, I identified as, look, I'm a full-time real estate investor. That's my, that's my goal. I want, you know, a hundred rental units, you know, and that's what I wanted to be. I then got close to that number and realized I hated it and I did not want to be a real estate investor. Um, I love real estate as an asset class. Don't get me wrong. However, I did not like being an operator and being the one out there looking for deals, you know, running from different project to project, securing the debt. Um, it, it just was not, you know, what I wanted. And I kind of, I struggled for a little bit where I, you know, I, I left the police department to do, uh, be a real estate investor full time, flip houses, buy rental properties, do that whole thing. And I ended up hating it. And, you know, I, I read and I have so many mentors and groups that I'm in of, you know, people that are that and, you know, how much, uh, how much they can, you know, build through that, that path. And I, then I had a mentor say to me, you know, you don't have to identify as that, but you can still obviously invest in that asset class. So I would say right now, you know, I'm a, uh, you could call it an entrepreneur. I don't, I don't have many businesses, but, um, you know, the, what I, what I do now is to help people. I, I really, really, um, enjoy and love helping business owners and seeing their success after we implement, uh, the, these strategies and these policies and teaching them and coaching them, you know, how to use them to whether it's, you know, grow their business or acquire more assets, or, you know, you can even use them to, um, you know, finance liabilities and it's in a more efficient way than, than paying cash or, um, going to the bank and financing liabilities. So Carl, if anyone out there wants to learn more about you and your services, anything involving you and your world, where do they go? Our website is producerswealth.com. Um, from there, you can, there's all my contact info is on there. You can reach out to me. Um, I also have another link called schedulewithcarl.com. That's Carl with a K. Um, that takes right, takes you right to a, a scheduling link for, you know, any kind of consultation or strategy call. Perfect, Carl. Hey, thank you for opening up, man. Thank you for e- explaining your life and the very interesting story. So I appreciate you opening up. Have a great new year, man. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, business, literature, spirituality, music, and much more from around the globe. For any more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube or at Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Oh,